Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Yeah. IMSA Radio, your route to American sports car racing. Uh, a big hello to Shea Adam this morning. Hello. <laughs> I had to do it that way. Of course uh, you good, did. That's good why morning, I did that way. John. Let me do that more properly, more formal. Uh, good morning to most of the teams up and down the pit lane. And I've been saying happy championship day to oh, far more people than I normally do because, well, a lot of these championships are still up for grabs. One of the cars, though, making its final appearance in morning warm-up, the Meyer Shank Racing Acura. Now, this car sitting on the pit lane waiting for Elio Castroneves to come over the wall and climb behind the wheel of this Acura ARX06. The nose completely autographed, and I mean completely. There is very little available space left to sign this car. It looks like the crew has signed it. Fans have signed it. Uh, I see Matt Cleary's name on it, so Sunday Group has signed it. It's going to be a very emotional day for MSR. Defending race winners, still with a shot at this championship as well. And for now, their last sports car race. Further down the pit lane, my uh, cohort for this morning warm-up is none other than Nick Damon. Welcome to the pit lane. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. I'm a bit upset I can't get my catchphrase in. Uh, it's the wrong, wrong part of the sport, isn't it? Um, yes, it's a lovely day. People are out the pit. I'm going to try and grab a quick word with a team who's had some problems so far, and that's uh, Cetilar Racing, Antonio Froco. Antonio, you haven't got many laps under this car so far this weekend. Uh, yeah, unluckily we had a crash in, uh, in FP1, which cost us quite a lot of uh, track time, but uh, I think the guy did a really good job yesterday. They repaired the car. We went on quality. Everything was okay. And uh, today we know that the race will be really, really long, so we try to do our best, even if we if we be quite difficult, but uh, we try until the end. There are other Ferrari 296s in the field. Have you been uh, talking to them about setup, or have you carried to go your own way? Yeah, I mean, we share all the information as a as Ferrari car, and uh, we, we try to optimize everything. And uh, as I said, it's, it's going to be a really, really long race, so we try to do our best, and uh, we see at the end. Is the plan for warm-up for all of you to get a couple of laps or just one of you to do the full 20 minutes? Um, I mean, I did the quali yesterday, so I had a bit of track time. And uh, today on the warm-up, uh, Giorgio and, and Roberto will, uh, uh, will do some laps. And uh, uh, they need to try a bit the car and everything, so they, we give the car to, to them. Um, Roberto, of course, wasn't able to do his night laps. That means he theoretically is not qualified for once we get to the dark, which I think is about 7.30 this evening. Is that a problem, or have you spoken to the stewards to allow Roberto to run at night? No, I mean, I think it's not a problem. That means that I need to, to drive all, uh, all the night, so it's okay. <laughs> Great. So, massive smile when you realise you're driving the whole night. Thank you, Antonio. Thanks very much. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, he, I, look, it, the sunset is five past seven tonight. Official darkness starts at 7.30. So it's not beyond the bounds of possibility that Antonio Fuoco will do the last part of the race. He's the gun driver anyway. So that makes perfect sense. They just have to... Make sure they don't fall foul of any of the uh, the driver time regulations. And the one they're going to have to look out for, I would say, at that point, is four hours in any six. Good morning to Jeremy Shaw, who is uh, bright, ready, raring to go. We, we're holding him on a short leash at the moment. Ready for this, Jeremy? I'm looking around for who you're talking to. <laughs> 
Absolutely ready, John. Yeah, super excited. Uh, I mean, look, gosh, look, we've, we've had a green flag. There we go. It's a warm-up session. Now, I'm amazed, actually, how many cars are going out uh, right now. Pretty much, uh, pretty much everybody looks like a pit. I'm sure there's a few people that aren't, including, I would imagine, Riley Motorsports, uh, because they didn't even go out for qualifying. They've already got the championship wrapped up. They're very confident in their car. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they're, they're ready to go. They know how, to, how these cars run. They've got success in every track we've been to. And uh, they're just going to focus on... Uh, in all, for the LMP3 season-long championship, you just need to start the race to, to clinch the championship. But for the Michelin Endurance Cup, you know, they know what it takes to win Michelin Endurance Cups. They've won plenty of them, so uh, they don't need to go out at all. I think quite a few of the teams I've spoken to this morning, they just got out there this morning just to do some driver change practice, some final driver change practice. Uh, I don't think there's going to be much tuning going on, particularly as it's damp still right now, but expected to be dry for the race start fully. We'll talk about this more in our Michelin Countdown to Green. Uh, when we get closer to the race. But this is the culmination of a championship season um, that actually I can't remember it being this tight. And uh, given that this is a, a brand new formula at the top of the at the top of the classes, that is quite extraordinary. We'll, we'll explore that a wee bit later on, but we want to talk to the drivers, find out how they feel. Mirko Bortolotti is with Nick Damon. Mirko, um, first of all, I need to ask you what, was, what happened at the end of qualifying. Was it just because you're, a, a kind of, you're not used to being in this series and that was where the mistake was made when you got out of the car? Yeah, it was just a misunderstanding, but at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to, to know what I have to do at the end of the qualifying. So, um, yeah, obviously, it's been my fault, my mistake. Um, and, uh, yeah, we have to pay it with uh, your old lap times deleted and starting from the back of the field. So we, we got some work to do today. But the team has been doing great the whole week. Uh, for me personally, first time here at Atlanta, really got on with the track quickly and uh, really love it. So we are looking forward to 10 hours of racing. So the 63 Iron Links Lamborghini will be starting at the back. Now, we're, we're talking about traffic the whole time here, but the cars look good all week. So being at the back of the group is not such an issue, surely. It's just trying to avoid everyone else going past. <laughs> well, traffic is there for everyone, as you said. Um, but we will try to... To, to, to use it to our benefit as, uh, as much as we can. Uh, obviously, it's, uh, it's a long race, many, many cars, really uh, a lot of different classes, so there will be a lot of factors uh, playing an important role um, if you want to be, you know, fighting for, uh, for it at the end. So, as you said, 10 hours of racing, we need to stay out of trouble, that's the main thing, um, but at the same time, you need to get through the field because we want to be at the top. It's an eye-opening experience in a GTD car. I mean, can you imagine what it's going to be like when you come here in the Lamborghini uh, GTP, but hopefully next year? I hope so, yeah. Really looking forward to it. But for now, we focus on GTD Pro. So it's great to be back in IMSA after uh, only Daytona. I managed to do only Daytona this year, so it's great to be back for Atlanta now. Okay, thank you. Patrick Pile, twice a winner at the Petit Le Mans morning warm-up. You don't need to run this to be able to win the race, but uh, I saw the car on the pit lane. It's back in the garage. Now all three drivers are on the box. What are you guys doing out here this morning? Yeah, I agree. Normally we stay out of a warm-up and just uh, stay home, but uh, we changed quite a lot of things on the car. Uh, quality, we didn't really have a read because we was just just with a, with a wet tires on the dry. So we want to have a, a shot this morning, but at the end, <laughs> I think we're not going to drive because, like you say, it's nothing to win at the warm-up. Uh, it's tricky conditions, so yeah, we stay here. We, we're gonna do some driver change practice and uh, and get ready for the big one. FAF have won our award for strategy calls so far this year to try and uh, vault yourselves up the timing charts. 
how much does it help you that now you have an extra set of sticker Michelin tires for the race because you didn't have to use them in qualifying? Yeah, that's that's always good. To be honest, we didn't use much also in practice. Uh, we still have a, we still have a way enough tires for the race. Uh, but yeah, I'm, it's really good when you are in the car and uh, you know that the team behind is is doing the job uh, perfectly for the strategy. So you don't have to put so much pressure on you to overtake the guy on track because you know that okay, next pit stop maybe or with a strategy we're gonna. We're gonna finish in front, so yeah, it's uh, it will be intense. Uh, we scrub also a lot of tires because it's gonna be key. The outlap here is really difficult for us, but for GTP is like crazy. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun race, I think. Good luck looking for win number three today. Thank you, Patrick Peeler with Shea Adam. Before that, Merkel Bortolotti from Iron Links. If you didn't catch that news, Merkel jumped out the car before he was cleared to do so by. The IMSA pit lane officials yesterday during qualifying, and that means that he was put to the back of the group, and he had qualified second in that Lamborghini, so he'd have been a bit disappointed. Just pipped Dorian Pan, I seem to remember, in yeah. a similar car by a couple of a couple of thousandths. Yesterday, but that Nick, Nick said it. That car has looked good all week, Jeremy. The Lamborghini, yeah. generally, and particularly that Iron Links car. Yeah, well, yeah. I think all of them, the, the, the three of them in this race, generally just have the one. We've got the two Iron Links cars joining the Forte Racing, powered by Youth Electronics Entry, that's running in GTD, uh, as is the Iron Dames car, the three ladies. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dorian Pan yesterday in qualifying, that she was stunning. That was really, really impressive. Uh, in a very tricky condition, she was she was effectively first in class because the only car that beat her, I think, was Ian James. And he was on slicks and everybody else was on wets. So um, it was a, a bold move by Ian James and that Harter Racing team to put him on those slick tyres. But he did a just a stellar job using all the experience there. That's that's why you want uh, bronze rated drivers that uh, have lots of experience and are really really good. And Ian James certainly falls into that category. But for, for Bortolotti, I mean, no, it was a great run for him yesterday and really galling. I mean, there's, there's, there's what, 27 GT, GT cars in this race. There's eight in the GTD Pro, which, of course, he has won. There's 19 regular GTD cars. So that's a lot of cars he's got to pass to get back to the front. But, of course, he does have plenty of time to do so. So at the top of the moment, these times don't count for anything. A 120.007 for Felipe Nasa in the Porsche 963. That's the Porsche Penske Motorsport number seven. His teammate Mathieu Jaminet uh, is about a second behind him. Then it's AF Courses LMP2, Tower Motorsports LMP2 with Mathieu Vaxvier and Kiffin Simpson. Uh, the best of the GTs is Miguel Molina for AF Courses Ferrari. Yeah, um, they the had some boost difficulties. No, they didn't. That was the other car, big pardon. Number, number 10 has already uh, called it a day for uh, Wayne Taylor Racing. Had to come back behind the wall uh, and, well, called it a session, if not a day. Um, and meantime, uh, down in the pit lane, Nick Damon has scared up uh, <laughs> Daniel Hunkadea from the 79, uh, from the uh, WeatherTech uh, car. 
anyway. It's a 79. It's, it's the a AMG. Yeah. Uh, Danny, give us give us your um, opinion of where the various different makes are at this race. It seems that we've had a kind of a. a sometimes it's seen that Lambo, the Ferraris, the Mercedes. Where do you feel you all are in respect to each other? Uh, I feel the Lambo, the Ferrari, are one step ahead of us. Um, luckily, well, well, I mean, it's a long race, but the Lambo is starting way from the back, so we're going to see that one go through the field, I'm pretty sure. And then all the full-season cars, like, I think we're in a pretty similar area. Um, Lexus, Corvette, maybe a little bit behind. I felt they were a bit slow in practice. That's how I felt when I was around them. Um, so, yeah, let's see. I mean, this is a crazy race. Every year it just gets hectic, so... I believe it's all about surviving those first six hours, and then with the pro cars, it's very different. the amateur cars. They will the standard cars. They'll go out and they'll try and burn off their third driver as quickly as possible, and hope the yellow flags keep them online. How do you organise the team rotation when you've got three pros in the car? Uh, well, it's mostly about who feels uh, freshest to the end, um, especially in a race like this at night. It's always requiring more concentration than usual so um, you got to be very fresh and very yeah very ready for those last last two hours we're all three very quick very consistent very very safe um so we have a clear strategy to the end and um we'll see who's who's going at the end to to give the, the big fight how much more concentration does it take to be fast at night i think a lot more like you feel it in the practice session we had um, on thursday you're like you feel you're using more more brain resources than you're used to. Um, it's also, yeah, I mean, you're more tense in the beginning. First couple of laps, everything feels a bit different um, because, yeah, just the visibility is completely different, so you're not used to it. But I think after a while, when you do, like, five, six laps, you get into a, to a rhythm, into a comfort zone. But this track is obviously nuts with all the traffic and so on, and then you add the night vision into it then it's uh, it's a bomb yeah great stuff Danny. best of luck for the team and wow this is flying by we're halfway through already John uh, we certainly are 9 minutes and 41 seconds to go welcome along wherever you are listening in the world getting yourself sorted for later on good morning to all our marshals and safety crews who were up at the crack of dawn this morning actually before the crack of dawn this morning tuned in on 98.1 Road Atlanta FM. Great thanks to Dave Miller as ever for making sure that we can be heard here at the circuit as well as further afield. Uh, hello to Neil Gardner, our artist in residence for the Radio Show Limited Collective. Tuned in this morning. Trying to find, maybe searching for a little bit of inspiration from, from this race. Loves the prototypes, loves the GT cars, NG Auto Art, if you don't know what we're talking about. Morning, Neil. Hope you and the rest of the family are well. And if you're back in the UK, at what time is it? Just uh, coming up to two o'clock in the afternoon, planning your day, planning your food and uh, drink intake for the 10 hours later on today. Know how important this race is to our international fans in the UK, Europe, Canada tuning in as well via the live free and uninterrupted coverage on imsaradio.com for the audio we'll be on uh, XM207 for the race and of course we've got video as well for those of you outside of the UK the international TV feed you can access that via 
the menu at the top left of imsaradio.com. There's a live tab on the drop-down there for video. So nobody taking too many risks, Jeremy, as you might imagine. Um, driver change practices a go-go down in the pit lane. And I think that's the main uh, focus for most of this morning is uh, driver change practice and uh, just uh, you know, final tuning, final tweaks to, to, to a, a system that we already have in place plus a good opportunity for the spotters to get uh, in tune with uh, the activities as well today there's a few of the spotters who weren't here for the early practice sessions and uh, you know, now got a full complement and uh, it's, I think the spotters roles are going to be really really important, it was very surprising uh, during the sessions we heard the other day that uh, somebody didn't have spotters out on a racetrack which was to me was quite shocking because many of the teams here have at uh, least two uh, and um, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's there's so much going on here all the time, as we heard some of the drivers say already. You know, it's it's a uh, mentally, it's very very taxing out there. With one of those drivers out of the 59, the uh, proto competition uh, Porsche 963. It's Neil Yarny. Neil, um, where do you feel you and the car and the team are compared? Perhaps not just the GTP feel, but perhaps the other Porsche 963s. Oh, definitely on the learning curve still. Um... Yesterday showed well because we've never driven in the wet really yet. So, you know, it's the first time we put the rain tires on. We have to figure out the pressures. We have to, yeah. Well, we obviously made the mistake to lower the pressure instead of changing the tires. So that's a rule thing. Um, you know, for us, every lap is just still a bit of a discovery. This weekend, we are struggling a lot with the brake by wire. So we're actually just running in some new discs now and hope to solve a few things. Yeah, it's not been an easy weekend so far for us. Yeah, and of course, that was kind of crystallised by the fact that you uh, lost the left front wheel in the, I think it was the night session. What, what happened there? Yeah, that was kind of a worrying moment because the wheel came off after 20 laps of running with that wheel. So that's why we stopped afterwards. Um, and yeah, it was not good for our track time because we missed FP1. Anyway, it was half-half, but we had the, the brake issue. FP2 we ran, FP3 we missed basically because of the wheel, which there was a problem with the security lock that broke. So, yeah, not good for confidence right there. <laughs> yeah, the one thing you don't want is a wheel coming away from the car. Um, on a serious point, there are three other 963s in, in this race. Is there any information sharing? Or are you guys all operating as separate teams? Um, let's put it this way. Um, the other teams, uh, definitely the two factory teams, they don't like to share anything. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> yeah. I like Neil Johnny. I really do. He's one of the great great characters in, in a paddock full of great characters five minutes to go now with three quarters of the way through sorry Shea Adam down in the pit leg happy championship day to Stephen Thomas that's how I greeted you earlier because this is a big day for you guys but you've won big races before Petit has been evasive twice you've stood on the podium here what does it take to get that little bit of extra magic for the end of this race I think it's a whole team effort for us. I've been uh, privileged this year to be with the TDS team and the coordination throughout the team from management all the way down to the guys changing the tires, I think has been the difference for us this year and hopefully that'll carry over to this race. As far as the championship goes, you are fighting against two other guys who are solo entries. You mentioned TDS being a team. You have a second car. How can that help with trying different things out on the racetrack? Well, it's helped us all year, and I think it'll help us here. I mean, we're able to put two different setups on the cars and see what works, and I think that helps us. 
But it also, you know, we're stacked in the box, and sometimes that can be a disadvantage. But overall, you know, I think having two cars is better. Have you enjoyed working with Scott and Mickle this year? Uh, they're amazing. Uh, they're great with me, trying to help me be a better driver. And then on track, I mean, I think they're the fastest P2 drivers I can be with. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Good luck today, Stephen. Thanks very much. I like Happy Championship Day. I think we might steal that. Um, it is ridiculously close at the top of GTP. Um, you'll have seen everything that's uh, coming out of the multitude of assembled uh, media off to my right. I've not seen the press room this full for a very, very long time. The, there's a buzz about this series, Jeremy, uh, and this first season of GTP that is refreshing. Um, and not to wish this day away, but next year is uh, not to wish this day away, but next year is only over the horizon now, yeah. and it's it's going to be lifted a notch or two as well. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, gosh, uh, we've had uh, fantastic battles all the class. We, we've even yesterday after qualifying had a change of lead in the GTP points table. Uh, we came into this weekend with just five points covering the top three contenders uh, when they've scored uh, well over 2,400 in the season so far. So crazy close. But uh, with the... Uh, with the pole position yesterday for the number 10 team, that moved them ahead of the number 31. Uh, and they now lead by nine points as you go into the race. So they were, they were uh, what, three behind, I think, and now nine ahead going into the race. So it just shows you much, how much can change. And there's still really you know, five teams that have got an opportunity or the potential to win the GTP championship. And the manufacturers in this first year of GTP, uh, Porsche, Chevrolet, Acura, all in with a shout as well we'll keep you up to date with that just watching past us the uh, number 61 Ferrari uh, filthy on the right hand side so they've dropped off a little bit looks fantastic actually uh, we'll go back to Jeremy in a moment but first let's hear from Elio Castro Neves with Nick Earlier out of the, uh, the number 60, the Acura, the, the, the front of the car, emblazoned with the signatures of the entire team. Is it, is it, is it a bit of sweet day, isn't it? Yeah, no question. Um, obviously, they're mixed with fans as well. Um, we're really, this is some of the tradition that uh, MSR did uh, even before I was here. But uh, in the end of the day, we put the, the team as well because, you know, it's a mixed feeling. It's a sad day, but, um, but we want to go out there and uh, do everything we can to finish in a high note. So... Mike did an amazing job all these years, um, and, and the foundation of the team is about sports car. For me, again, the same way. I came here a little late in 2018, um, and I love it. I fall in love with sports car, and I, I still in love. So, yeah, uh, I don't think it's the end. Uh, I believe it's just a pause. Many big teams like Penske, even Ganassi, or uh, any other big teams, they have some you know, moments uh, during their, uh, their path. And uh, I believe my, uh, my MSR is going through that path. So, yeah, it's not over. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a little pause. We're going to come back very soon. But where are you going to get your sports car fixed next year? I know, right? I got to defend my, uh, my, Daytona, my Daytona Rolex uh, a win from this year. I don't know. I'm looking for it, obviously. I'd love to, um, uh, to defend that. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, when you fall in love, you just don't want to let it go, right? But it got to be the right thing. You got to be the, the the right team, and hopefully, um, there is a nice space next year um, to come back and um, and defend that uh, that title. We hope. So. Let's let's switch today. Where do you feel the 60 car is in relation to the other GTP cars? Well, honestly, uh, we had a great practice last night. 
uh, or not last night, sorry, Thursday night. The car was super, super strong. And, um, you know, mathematically, we still have a chance at the championship, but it's completely uh, everything needs to happen. But who knows what happened? No, 10 hours race, anything can happen. However, in the end of the day, we're not in a fight. Uh, we're just going to go and do everything we can to finish in a high note, as I mentioned before. Uh, with the 60 has um, uh, not only a good chance, but probably one of the best chances out there. Right, so Pelia, best of luck. Thank you. Share uh, Adam. Down with performance tech as the checkered flag is waving. Just wanted to do a quick update with the number 38 because this Ligier went out in qualifying yesterday, came back in after one lap. They had the gearbox rebuilt after Thursday, and the gear cluster was in the wrong order. So Cameron Shields, the driver, very quickly picked up on that. Thankfully, he caught it in time that it didn't cause any further damage. But that's why they didn't set a representative lap time. And this car does not have to start from the pit lane. They will take up the last grid position in LMP3. So that is it. Cars out on the circuit just coming through. And I'll give you a quick rundown of the top times. It's Porsche's first and second in GTP. Seven from six. Uh, from Proton Competition. The best of the LMP2s, actually third quickest to Mathieu Vaxvier with an early time of a 124.1 uh, for AF Corsa. At GTD, it was Racers Edge Acura that was uh, quickest. The number 85, uh, excuse me, the number 93 red Acura. GTD Pro, Miguel Molina for AF Corsa. LMP3, it was. What's the LMP3? Leader. Oh, there it is, Rasmus Lind, that last lap around. JDC Miller Motorsports with a 125.9. And that was morning warm-up. No big dramas for everybody, but a driver change practice. We'll be back with Michelin Countdown to Green. Check radio-show.co.uk for all of the timings, which will auto-correct to your browser time. And uh, we'll bring you all of the atmosphere prior to the 26th running of Motul Petit Le Mans here from Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta, on IMSA Radio RS2. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.